Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing? Oh, there we go. My name is Al the Brewer, and that was take like 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere around there. How are you doing out there? Um, Today on the podcast, I have two very special guests, Vincent and Jane. So I got to know these two because, and spoiler alert, they are going to be starting a podcast, but we'll get to that a little later on the episode. And they want to talk about um, my podcast, how I got started. Just, you know, we just kind of chatted about podcast equipment stuff. And then um, as I got to know them a little more, I was like, so what do you guys do? And they have a job that uh, I've always wondered about. So let me take it back to last week. Uh, last week, you know, I was talking to Brian from Hop and Sting about contract brewing and all these other fun things. And, you know, that came about because I was like, wow, that seems interesting. I wonder who I could talk to about that. And then when I got a chance to talk to uh, Jane and Vincent, I was like, oh, you guys have one of those jobs I would love to know more about as well. So on this episode, talking to these two, they both work at different grocery stores. And we keep where they work at just a secret because... They like their jobs and they want to keep them. And so we don't mention where they work, but we do mention what they do. And they have jobs in ordering beer for grocery stores. And I've always wondered, like, who does that? How does that work out? And I've always thought that would be such an interesting, you know, thing to to know about. So uh, we talked and had a great conversation. We talked about what they do. Um, we talked about how they met because they are a married couple and um, just and then dove into what it's like to be someone that orders beer for a living. Now, that's not all they do at their stores, but uh, that's really what we focused on on this podcast. So um, that is this episode. Um, it does go a little long. I know the, the episodes have been going just a little long. I'm sorry about that, but I just I have a hard time editing out like I just think like oh what what about this what about this because I just feel like I'm learning um, so much from these episodes and I want you to learn as well so um, thank you for enduring in just a little longer episodes uh, also this is the second to last episode in season three slash three and a half I got one more episode after this and then uh, that will be it so stick around for that and I'm looking forward to that episode coming out. Um, other than that, really, uh, enjoy this episode. Please, please, please um, subscribe. Uh, you know you know what to do with these things. Subscribe on the Instagrams at AlTheBrewer. Subscribe on the Twitter. Send me an email at AlTheBrewer at gmail.com. Um, the other thing is I've got my fun little YouTube channel. I've only got two videos up. I'm sorry, or at least during this time, you know, right here. Sorry. More videos will be coming. And I'm going to explain a little more on a later episode about what uh, the YouTube channel is going to be doing. But uh, I've got a, a YouTube channel. If you just um, go to Al the Brewer or I Know Nothing About Beer on YouTube's um, 
you know, you should be able to find me there. And that's about it. I think that's about it. I feel like there's something else I'm missing, but uh, that's fine. I'm not too worried. All right, everybody, have yourself a good rest of the day, night, morning, whenever this may find you. Uh, Stay safe. Wear those masks. Wash those hands. Um, Stop studying and thinking of the thing like that like I just did. I'm tired. All right, everybody, have a good rest of the day. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing out there in podcast land? Hope you're doing well today. Um, Okay, so fun episode coming up for you. Um, I've got two people on the line right now. and I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a second and I'm just going to be up front. Um, They both work in the beer business, but we're not going to talk about where they work because they really like their jobs and they want to keep them. So they're going to share as much information as they want about themselves, but uh, there's going to be an air of mystery about where they work because they like where they work and they want to keep it uh, a secret as I did when I was working at, when I was working at American airlines. Um, I just didn't want them to just like, you know, have some random person listen to the podcast and, you know, go, meh, 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 Alan, American airlines, meh, meh. So we want them to keep their jobs, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves right now. And please, Guys, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it and really, uh, really love the podcast. Thank you. Um, my name is uh, Vincent, and I work at a, um, a North Texas grocery store. And uh, at the store I work at, I uh, write the uh, beer order and bring in uh, as much amazing uh, local Texas beer as I can. Gotcha. And. I'm Jane. I'm his wife and also the mother of five beautiful children, as well as I work at an undisclosed grocery store in Dallas County over beer and other delicious products. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Jane and Vincent, thank you two for coming on the podcast so much. I am so excited to have you on. We had a conversation uh, about a week or so ago um, uh, that we'll get get to in a little bit. But um, in talking to you guys and learning that you both work in beer on the um, package at the like post package side, literally the side when the customer goes, hey, I want to pick this off the shelves. I just had a flood of questions come and I want to get to those questions um, because as a Mm -hmm. consumer, I'm like, there's got to be someone that when I'm at a grocery store, like says, yes, I want this beer on the shelf. And how does that process work? How does that fit into the three tier system, which we can go into a little bit? Um, but first, I want to I want uh, everybody listening to get to know you two. Um, I'll start just generally with like you know how did you know each of you independently get into craft beer? What are your own personal histories into craft beer? Um, and then as I was telling my wife about talking to you two, she's like, "How did they meet?" And I'm like, "I have no idea how they met. We talked about beer the whole time." And so. <laughs> I know my wife now wants to know, because she was like, well, they do the same job. Do they meet on the job? And I'm like, babe, I have no idea about this. So I want to know, I should say, my, I want to know via through my wife, how did you guys meet? Tell me a little bit about you two. Oh, man. We did meet at the same job, but not the job we have now. Okay. We first met at Starbucks, and I covered a shift at his store. He was an assistant manager at the time, and I was just looking to pick up hours, and I called and spoke to him and ended up working at that store, and then Ah. uh, he gave me his business card with his phone number on it for work-related reasons, and I texted him and asked if he wanted to go get coffee sometime, and 
I mean, there's lots of ins and outs, but about six months later, we got married. <laughs> six months. Yeah, we did. Six months. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. My engagement was for, six uh, months. We dated for we, uh, four years. Just when we were able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Six months. Wait, say that one more time, Vincent. I said it would have been sooner, but we just, uh, that's when we were able to do it. It was yeah. uh, six months later. <laughs> wow. And how long have you guys been married? Uh, 11 years this September. So in a couple months, uh, 11 years. I looked to make sure you answered it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Six months. That's insane. I'm sorry. So yeah, my <laughs> wife and I dated for four years and then we're engaged for six months. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we were dating for about two months and then we got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that. Well, okay. When gotcha. you know, you know, right? <laughs> I, I mean, and I get that. Well, because I told my wife, I love you at six months. And then she was Aww. like, she, oh, yeah. And then she was like, yeah, don't say that yet. Don't say that yet. I'm like, wait, I'm going to say it. <laughs> and then I said it and she's like, oh. I'm like, you don't have to say it back. I'm just saying, like, I love you. Because I was, like, set at six months. I was like, yep, she's who I want to marry. I'm good. I'm done. Let's, let's, let. she had to take her time. She had to make up her mind about things. There were, there were, there were things she was like, I don't know about you, son. Hold on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So Starbucks, I will, I will share that with my wife. I will keep that part in the podcast because, oh, six months, that's insane. Um, okay. So we know that part now working at Starbucks and all that, but how did each one of you get into craft beer? I think she started. Yeah. yeah I got hired. At, I went from Starbucks to, um, a certain grocery store and I, um, I got hired because of my coffee knowledge, but it covered mm cheese and beer and wine and I was like wow I don't know anything at all about beer all I knew about beer was not craft beer just gotcha. the, the gross you know nasty water beer that we don't really mm. talk about right and um they told me just keep drinking it until you know about it and mm -hmm. so I was drinking it and then fell in love with the craft and nerdy side of it and then read more about it and drank more and yep. then would bring it home and then he got into it and yep. that's where we are now yeah, she uh, yeah she brought it home and I uh, was uh, probably I think we honestly she brought home and again this is years ago <laughs> she brought home uh, revolvers blood and honey yeah and said yeah. hey try this and mm -hmm. I was like that's not too bad and yep. you know and this was way before you know their purchase uh, and whatnot this is when mm -hmm. they were solely um, you know independent yeah and then we went from there she brought home sours and saisons and farmhouse and. Uh, you know, just the funkier, the better. I know we just got into it. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like Blood and Honey has been one of those beers that has turned many people. Same way like Blue Moon uh, on like a national level. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Right, right. Like like Blood and Honey for for the Texas folk, I'll say, is oh. one of those that has turned many people into going like, hey, well, what else is there beyond this? Because it's such an approachable beer. It's a good beer. It's not one that I, I tend to go for. But I get the appeal right. of it, you know. Yeah, I call it pizza beer because it yeah. goes real well with pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she totally does. She yeah, said that the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so um, so then okay, so so Jane, you got yours through through Starbucks, and then Vincent, your position. Um, how did you get your position? Um, well, I uh, we originally came to California. Oh uh, gosh, about 2011, and I at the time came with um, 
um, In-N-Out Burger. That's when they came out. And mm. um, I really didn't enjoy that job at all. And then um, got into the grocery store I'm at now because it was uh, um, expanding and such during that time. Gotcha. And I jumped ship and came over there and um, really just kind of did, did my own thing. And when again, when she jumped from Starbucks to uh, her grocery store um, and she started bringing things home in, that's kind of when I did it, uh, really got into it. Mm -hmm. And as far as my role at work, uh, I'd say maybe two years now. Yeah. Okay. He would come home and he'd have so many ideas. And I was like, well, why don't you do something about it? Yeah. And so I, at, at where I was at, I, uh, the opportunity came up to start ordering beer at my store. And okay. I, I said, hey, I'd really like to do that. I think I can do a great um, job with that. I have some ideas. And, you know, mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, if I had an idea, I could bounce it off of her. Um, uh, yeah. I, I was offered it and took it and, and awesome. absolutely love what I do now. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, I think I, I love hearing that when people just in any job, but now, you know, particularly in craft beer, especially, you know, about this podcast is about, but um, that love their job in craft beer, because there's so many parts of craft beer that are are a lot, a lot of work and people love it um, because they get to be part of the beer community, but they may not um, love yeah. the job itself. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's. Um, I, you know, I, I spent a, a quick second as a tap room manager and I okay. liked that, but I did not like the other duties around it. Um, uh. um, because I was, I was also kind of being a, like they, I think they wanted a sales guy that could do the tap room. And I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a tap room guy. And that, that did not work out well. Right, right. Yeah. But no, I love yeah. hearing that, that, that you're in your job, you're loving your job. Um, so let's get into this. So I know I, I don't want to dive too much about where you guys work, but um, so what is it that you two actually do in your jobs when it comes to, to craft beer? And we'll just move it on out to like the alcohol in general. In general. Okay. I think because uh, I have a lot less leeway than she does, so I'll uh -huh. kind of start mine shorter. Um, um, I, don't, um, I don't deal with vendors directly. Okay. I have a buyer myself. Uh, oh, okay. And if I'm interested in something – um, like you mentioned, Tups, the, mm -hmm. the, your hat, my hat, um, you know, I saw uh, them up and coming and was uh, going to them. And I asked, uh, you know, people responsible uh, on my end in, in, in my um, um, uh, place of work. I said, hey, you know, this is real up and comer. They're great. They're local. Can I mm -hmm. bring this in? And I started one skew at a time. And right now I think I carry four or five of their skews. Nice. But um, uh, you know, real, real, um, real... I myself have to ask and bring them in. Mm -hmm. I merchandise it all and put it on the shelf. I, I, I have to kind of do that myself and some of my colleagues I get help with. But uh, I don't have any outside help from um, the vendors themselves or whoever delivers it. Um, I have to do it all. Or, again, my colleagues, we do it. Gotcha. And real quick, I heard you say some fun words, but you said skew. Now, if someone doesn't know what a skew is – um oh, what is a uh, skew yeah mm -hmm. uh skew is just our basic uh what we use uh when you know you ring something up at the register mm -hmm. uh, and it beeps what have you um you know it it has a upc on it uh or a skew and i'm able to bring things in either way but uh you know i have an order guide that i order from and i have skews on it and skews uh represent a product mm -hmm. and each different product has a different skew and uh, I'm able to bring in um, basically that skew. Like I said, uh, I have five different uh, products from Cubs Brewery, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to other 
breweries. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and I get that uh, weekly from um, a particular distributor. Gotcha. So, because you guys are, are at the end part of the three tier. I know I, I talked, I want to get into that. Uh, we'll get into that a little more, uh, a little bit, but um, skew being your, just to, just to make sure I clarify um, for myself as well. Skew is just that, that, that it's, it's its own little individual unique marker. It's literally the barcode on whatever product that you're, yeah. you're purchasing. Yeah. It could be a UBC um, uh, or the item number for us. And um, gotcha. um, for it's me, just, I just say a skew because it's, yeah. it's synonymous with a product. Gotcha. Each product has an individual skew. Yeah. So, uh, you know, by saying five skews, I have five different beers I can bring in from Tufts per se. Gotcha. Yeah. So and, one of them might be seasonal and then you get a change out that exactly. seasonal skew. Right. Mm-hmm. right. 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 Gotcha. Okay. And how about you, Jane? So I'm over the beer, the wine, mm-hmm. and several other items in my department and the bar. Before the bar was shut down, mm-hmm. um, we shut it down at the beginning of coronavirus, and then we were going to open it back up, but then, you know, Governor Abbott said that's a no-go. Right. So at this time, right now, I want something new to bring it in. I have a beer order writer, beer and wine order writer under mm-hmm. me, and I let him know, like, hey, I saw this on Instagram. Can you make sure we get this in? Gotcha. Or we have vendors that come in as well, and they let us know new products. I'm like, yes, I definitely want this, as right. well as we get emailed different order guides of items we can bring in, which is cool. Like, we just brought in Maine Beer, and Maine Beer is mm-hmm. new to being distributed to Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that was brand new. I saw that all over the Instagrams of – and it really yeah. – there's a whole Beerstagram community yes. – of, of yeah. you know, if anybody listening to this isn't on Instagram, just start a dumb account. Don't have to put your picture <laughs> or anything like that. If you want to get to know more about beer, beer Instagram's a great place because all you have to do is put hashtag craft beer and then hashtag whatever area that you're in. Right. And you can get into a world of craft beer, um, a world of craft beer. Yeah, that that's easily accessible to you. Um, but yes, once Maine uh, Brewing Company started to hit uh, Texas, it was all over the place on Instagram. It's all yeah, I saw for like three or four days. Yeah. That's really? how I first saw him. Is once I saw him on Instagram, I was like, "Man, people are talking about this. We have to bring this in." Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and hey, can I add, uh, Al? Um, I have a colleague that I work with, uh-huh. and he's from the East Coast. Yeah. And I told him that she carried it, and we bought him stuff. He's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so good." When I was off work, I used to go get it. Like. There is a following, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. one random thing, but I had no idea. And it's oh. really good beers. Oh yeah, no, no. Um, when I was in California and and pouring beer and things like that, that's where I got introduced to Main Main Brewing Company. And so yeah. because because we had people at I I think it depends on where you work at and how lenient people are, but uh, the bosses are. But we had people just bring in beer and then they would like go hey and they would hand us a bottle and we put it behind the bar and then open it up and then we would serve them some but they would but only it would be like a hey do you guys want like do you guys want to try this we're like sure we'll try it off and so then they we have this and it was funny because everybody had their own little like spot where they had their glasses and so especially if it was kind of like a slow night it would just you just accumulate a little pile of like wait which one is that one is that the main or is that the this or i tried so many great <laughs> beers from people just bringing yeah. them in <laughs> but no i got introduced to maine um way back when in california oh, wow. um and i had people arguing about i remember listening to people arguing about like which was better lunch or dinner or supper 
I think what that's what yeah. it was. And then so I was like, I really like breakfast. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Everybody likes lunch, supper, and breakfast. There's like, yeah. yeah. So and and for those listening, they have IPAs of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, okay. So while Vincent, you work with someone that orders the beer and you take that in you're de- I'm, I'm guessing you're definitely asking hey i heard about this or hey something's coming in or hey you know like tups you're saying we should really get some tups in and then jane you're you're talking to someone to say hey get me this order me this and that's on the beer and wine side um yes as long as it's in our system and mm-hmm. most of it is and we're very lucky um then i just let them know and Instagram is the biggest way that we yeah. find out what's hot out there. Yeah. Gotcha. We uh, we both avidly follow a lot of breweries mm-hmm. and get updates when things are coming out. Like, and I don't mean to beat the dead horse or amazing awesome horse, but um, you know, Tufts has a barrel aged scallywag that's coming out. Yeah. It came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And because I am tagged in and following them, I saw that it's out, and I'm. Um, but things like that, like they're seasonal and they're variants and they probably won't last a long time. Like that, that's not something I would ask, um, you know, my higher ups to bring in, mm-hmm. but like, you know, a, 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 um, a, a great IPA that they carry or a double dry hop, something like that's something mm-hmm. I would pursue. But, uh, you know, we both, um, follow a lot of the breweries avidly and see what's going on. And we apply that to our, our positions. Gotcha. Now, are there and I know I know we've been focusing on on local beers and, you know, and beers that have just been available to the market um, place, you know, marketplace being Texas. Um, How much of your job is, hey, you know, watching the beer trends and then trying to figure out um, what do we need to keep in stock? What do we need to like go? um, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how do you determine what stays and what goes? Because I know that shelf space is precious, like distributors mm-hmm. are hawking any spot that there's a half of inch. I wonder if we could get some other label in there. Yeah. Well, for my position, we run movement all the time. Hmm. And if something's not selling, then it turns into singles and we bring something else in. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and, and uh, real quick, a lot of my stuff is just um, seasonal and available only this time and then goes. Mm-hmm. And then I just pay attention to the trends from, um, I'm not a Cicerone, but uh, Jane is. I'm a level one. A level one, but I mean, more than I have. And, you know, I just pay attention, you know. Summer times are sours and, and uh, easier uh, things as far as on the palate and whatnot. So I just trend, you know, versus wintertime is stout. So I kind of look and see what to carry. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, like right now, the heat, I have ciders that are going right now. And I just kind of change it with the seasons and what I know or feel. Uh, I guess air quotes feel because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not the know all, say all. Um, but uh, I change it accordingly to uh, you know seasonal and what seems to be selling and just pay attention to it and apply it. Well, and luckily for us, the beer industry does a lot of that. It's just so, mm. you know, it's like a live body. It moves and breathes and it really pushes out what's hot and what's next. And there's constantly movement there. Yeah. I mean, especially Martin House, you know, every week we have a new beer coming yeah. in from them. So yeah. I believe the market right now is really dictating what we bring in. That's very dynamic to say the least. Gotcha. Yeah. How do you deal with, with, uh, with, with something like Martin house? Like they have got a new, uh, literally like a new beer and not generally just like, Oh, it's not just even a variation of the last one where it's like, Oh, well, you know, they just made a variation. Like it's a brand new beer. They had the ice cream melt one. 
They've always got something Moriagan or Moriagan, whatever it's called, the one with the crazy lady with the skull yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah we just, just brought in Cocoitus. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a rye whiskey, barrel aged, 14% with cocoa nibs. It's like amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know I got a couple cases myself uh, in my uh, place of work. Mm-hmm. And we also got their, uh, their new tropical IPA. And it just changes week to week. And that's another uh, local brewery where I have, you know, um, five or six SKUs or items of theirs all the time. Gotcha. Um, like, what are the numbers like of like a good selling beer versus a beer that you're like, okay, this one's got to move. And I know you can't, I don't know if that's something you can fully div- divulge or not, but like, I, I, you know, I wonder like, is a six pack, uh, you know, say you have 12, you know, 12, six packs and they take uh, a month to sell versus one yeah. that takes, you know, uh, two weeks to sell. I'm guessing you're like, okay, that one that's selling, you know, selling out in two weeks is doing much better. But what's the like right. make or break line for, hey, guess what? You're getting chopped up into singles and you're going or, hey, you're doing well and I'm looking forward to whatever comes out next. Because I know that you may like a beer or not personally, but right. n- but there's the beer as a product, you know, there's the mm-hmm. beer as the skew and the skew ain't moving. Like what's that level of like, Hey, guess what? You're out. Yeah. Um, I'll, again, cause I, I have less control over my thing. So I'll answer first. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a point of sale report, a POS report where yep. I can run, uh, from certain dates, how much of that skew or item sold. Mm-hmm. And I can look and I have, uh, I have some things that I absolutely have to carry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those perform um, less well, I'll say, okay. than the local beers I carry. And um, so, you know, for me, especially with shelf space, I will give them less facings or, um, you know, how many spots they have on the shelf, you know, whether it's yeah. two wide or three wide type mm-hmm. thing. I also have the ability to put it uh, in a refrigerated section mm-hmm. or just on the shelf where it's unrefrigerated. So things that will sell more, I'll have in two locations. Yep. Or even uh, like in a stack, uh, like mm. uh, up on the end of the aisle or certain areas where I know they'll draw attention and sell more. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of those, <clears throat> a lot of those, um, you know, are all year round. They sell really well. And sometimes it's just this time of year they sell, sell really well and I'll rotate them out. Okay. I would say sometimes it's kind of a gamble. Like you see the new beer coming in from Martin House and you know it's going to be very seasonal so i go ahead and i tell them to bring in 10 cases and we make a display with it and then other times you just it's going to be a constant so you just bring in one or two cases to put on the shelf and see how it does but the biggest um point that speaks for me is expiration dates i'm constantly watching expiration dates thank you huge pet peeve when i go places where the beer is expired oh i need to start making a drive to your store oh yeah it drives me crazy. <laughs> so when it gets even somewhat, you know, four months in, I'm breaking them up, making them into singles, and then we know to bring in less of that because I do yeah. not want old beer on the shelf. No. Yeah. We've had it. Don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That has been, a, a, as a consumer, um, that has been really frustrating because I've, I've, when I first got to Texas, um, I remember picking up beer off the shelf, just straight up off the shelf and going like, okay, cool, whatever. And, you know, cause I was, I've, you know, I, it's not that I didn't know that things sat on the shelf for a while, but when I got to Texas, I was like, whoa, this is an eight month old, um, pale ale. 
and I was going, yeah. oh, why does my Sierra Nevada it used to taste so good in California? And then I would look at the, you know, made on date. I'm like, this is friggin' eight months old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it was, right. oh, and it just right. kind of turned me off to buying, you know, beer in a store, um, in a grocery store, because it was always such a struggle to find something that wasn't, you know, I remember picking up one time, um, picking up a beer and going like, babe, I got it. And it's only three months old. And it was just like, okay, cool. Um, and the reason yeah. why I'm, I'm picky on that and the reason why you are as well. Um, and is that, um, beer has, okay. Beer that is pasteurized has a much longer shelf life because anything in there that has been giving it flavor has been neutralized and killed off and has stopped so that the beer should taste exactly the same way that it was bottled as the day that you open it. So a lot of major, major beer brands, their things are ultra pasteurized. So this way they stay the same taste the longest so that you can have a bottle of, say, um, Bud Light tastes the same in Beijing as it does in Germany, as it does in the Midwest, because it is so pasteurized and so um, so stuck in that moment. Whereas a thing like an IPA, it has literally more green matter. IPA meaning, you know, an imperial pale ale, it has a lot of hops. Those hops degrade over time. And they have right. like this very fun slope where it's like, okay, okay, okay. And then it's like this nice little slide down into like, like funk land that no one really likes, yeah. you know? Um, and so that's why it's not about being a snob. It's more about just like, I don't want to waste my money, you know? Cause yeah, oh, yeah. yeah cause yeah. you want to buy an IPA or even a pale ale, um, anything that has more hops than not. Um, is going to degrade over time. So when you get that, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, you can taste the difference between a one-month-old to a eight-month-old to a week fresh, you know, in the bottle, you know. And I use Sierra Nevada because they're really picky about how they bottle their beers. They have an excellent bottling line, and they are literally the masters at it. I always get stressed that somebody's trying this beer for the very first time and they mm -hmm. pull it off the shelf and it's expired. And that's the experience that they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's really, really tough. Um, so that makes me really, that makes me really happy that you're like a hawk on the expiration dates. And <laughs> that's, that's just so good. Um, so let me come okay, real quick. I'm going to turn on the lights in my room real quick. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. See if it helps at all. Not really. Awesome. There we go. He's turning on lights as well. Okay. I'm in a... Oh, let me see here. Does this work? Hey, there we go. Should have turned that on anyways to begin with. <laughs> Maybe that'll help give us some more okay. light. There we so go. at what point do we get to find out what you're drinking? Oh, oh I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so right I now... Uh, yeah, I am drinking uh, Calibrate the Virus, an Ode Brun, um, re-fermented in red wine barrels with mixed cultures from good old Turning Point. Um, they're kind of like my little, they're, it's, it's, they're one of my favorite breweries in the area, and um, when I was able to record in other places, they were mm -hmm. very gracious to just go give me an open, you know, carte blanche to recording there as long as I told them ahead of time. So anytime that I can support Hi. them on here, I, I do. And I'm drinking that out of my Southside Cellar glass, which I love. And anybody, everybody, please go support Southside Cellar out there in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. 
Well, I want to plug us. We uh, <laughs> we have a bioreactor, the okay. double IPA, a West Coast IPA from Oak Cliff Brewery oh, in cool. uh, Dallas. Oh, very nice. Out of our brain dead glasses. Yeah, out, out of the brain, brain dead, dead brewery glass, which is again, it's uh, you know Dallas. Gotcha. Uh, we were we're in the neighborhood today, and uh, and uh, you know they're shut down right now yeah. during everything, and definitely want to support them. Yeah. And uh, you know all the local breweries. You know we mentioned Tups, but we you know they're not our only brewery. Yeah, yeah. So uh, but, uh, we'd never had any of their beers extensively, and they're actually pretty dang good. We really enjoy it. Brain Dead is is excellent. I love that they are able to do so many different beers so well. Um yeah. because yeah. I you oh, know yeah. I've had there there are more than a few breweries out there that do a whole lot of variety, but Brain Dead um they are just excellent at keeping up the quality uh in their beer mm-hmm. between uh every single style. Um and that's really a testament to their brewer. He, he's doing awesome work. Um so what are some of the the perks and challenges of your position? Um, because I'm sure there's some fun perks, but I'm sure that comes with a fun set of challenges as well. Um, at least for me, where I'm at, um, we don't allow vendors in the store. Okay. So I have to write um, all my orders and um, merchandise all the product as best I can. Mm. Um, I just We just don't allow them in. We don't. Um, and, um, uh, so that's kind of a downer, uh, as far as the perks, um, when I do go to the local breweries and tell them where I work, uh, they're excited and they're like, Hey, I really want to be in there. You know, what can we do? How can we do it? Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, again, it's not a, um, this for that type of quid pro quo, if you will, but, um, definitely, you know, um, we work with them and I've even asked, um, you know, my higher ups, um, just to throw a name out there, Petticolis, you, you'd speaking, mm-hmm. spoken to Michael Petticolis a while yeah. back. Mm-hmm. I had asked during this time and, and told my higher up uh, directly above me, Hey, this is what we're going. They had to shut down. Uh, they're going to start canning. Is there any way we can bring them in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's looking into it, but, Good. um, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's, uh, I don't know, that's a perk per se, but that's just kind of the process for me. It's a, uh, you know, Definitely want to help everyone we can, and if it's good beer, we want to bring it in. Yeah, yeah. And Pedicles, it it you that is that is very good beer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very we good. Just, we need them to you know can for retail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We need some TABC action on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's nothing we can affect. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of frustrating, I guess, as far as a downer, like yeah, you said. Yeah. But um. So for now, it's beer to go. Beer to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go and visit them as often as we can. Uh, as well as many other breweries, but uh, we also bring in, you know, all and everyone we can. And she brings in a lot more than I can, but uh, we definitely collaborate together and and do the best we can to help uh, North Texas here. Gotcha. I think for for us, perks are getting to know different people in the industry. We have yeah. the reps that come in. We have breweries themselves that come in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, samples that come in. Like we tried uh, Three Nation Sucker Punch, which was absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, stickers. We have vendors that come in and set displays and, you know, cut product in as they are allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the downside is retail, especially during the pandemic, not knowing what is going to sell. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. know how to to prepare for any holiday, 4th of July, um, you know, there weren't fireworks, who knows what was going to happen. And yeah. I've seen things where we're completely getting wiped out. And then other weeks where nobody's coming in at all. Mm. So and not to mention you get 
random people shopping and saying things as they will. But I would say overall, just being passionate about the product is the biggest perk. Mm. Yeah, because the customer, the consumer will know if you're faking it versus, you know, oh, they've had this beer. They really like that. And seeing new beer come in the back door is the most exciting. It's like beer Christmas some days. Yeah. 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 I could I could understand that. Beer Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because because I'm guessing the day that like like or the days that were like the the the, the new beers coming in, it's like, oh, where is this gonna go? I get to figure out like yeah. how is this gonna fit on the shelf. I know for me personally, I'm off on Thursdays, and that's an order day where I receive. Um, you know, speaking of your your three tier, one of my distributors has been E Keith. On Thursdays, I get Ben E Keith. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there, and I'll have my colleagues text me, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to go in tomorrow and merchandise that and buy it!" Like I get so excited. Beer Christmas. That's awesome. Okay, so we've mentioned three tier system a little bit, and I want to get into that because you guys play a really important part of this, and that is uh, after prohibition. Uh, the federal government was trying to figure out how to sell beer because it used to be a big mismatch yeah. before then. Um, mm-hmm. Very unregulated, wild, wild west. And then with prohibition and then, you know, um, the allowing of alcohol, the federal government said, okay, here's how we're going to, we're going to settle it in. Um, and they didn't, I mean, it, they had some help from some lobbyists on alcohol and, you know, things like that to do this. Um, so what they came up with was a three tier system, which is the maker, the distributor, and then the buyer. And that's our three tier. And that's what is that is the federal level of how alcohol is sold. Um, and mm-hmm. states do it a little differently. Um, but um, in general, it is the beer. Uh, the, the brewery makes the beer or winery or spirit, you know, distillery makes the alcoholic product. It is then bought by a distributor who then takes that beer and then sells it to a store a place that uh, a grocery store, a liquor store, um, some places have state run stores. So it's kind of like mix everything all together. Um, But then it goes to a store. And the reason why I was talking about, you know, you probably have distributors are like, Hey, there's a half inch of space there. I wonder if we could slip in a single can or something into that space is because (laughs) those distributors, those major distributors. So here we have like Andrews and Benny Keith, and there's one or two others. They're the ones that try to establish the relationships early on with stores to get the brands and products that they own in the shop. Mm-hmm. So I think Benny right. Keith is um, is uh, is Benny Keith Bud or Miller's. Um, it's it's one of those two. Um, yeah, I know because I don't carry any of those products in my store. I carry like none of that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Budweiser, right? Yeah, I think it's. Budweiser for Benny Keith. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's uh, those distributors um, are are pretty much either not owned by, but are like highly influenced by the major breweries um, that yeah. that yeah. kind of quote own them. So as say Budweiser buys these other local, um, you know, uh, what's it called, craft breweries, then they get some muscle. These craft breweries get some muscle behind them. Because now wherever right. Budweiser is, now that distributor can say, well, hey, if you want my Budweiser there what that sells, then you need to make sure you have this one there as well. And so that's where I think it's be really hard for you guys because 
you know, you have distributors that ha that can say, hey, I've got this SKU that's really selling well, and I need you guys to now put this out there. Um, am I am I totally off the mark? Is this? It's... I think back in the day, I saw more of that. I think okay. they're all we've worked with them for so long. Most of them are extremely respectful. Oh, that's and good. I also think that they hear from our regional teams um, about their relationship. Good. I think the biggest change we've seen in the relationship has been post COVID, but before mm. COVID they've all just been extremely respectful and they come in and if we need a display moves, they move it. I also think TABC has a whole lot of restrictions. Like they're not allowed to come in and move somebody else's product. Mm. They're not allowed to do so many certain things because TABC spells it out what they're allowed to touch and what they're not allowed to touch. Gotcha. But for the most part, they're just pretty cool people just doing their jobs. And yeah. that's good to hear. So, that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, again, I, I don't carry any of that stuff. I don't carry Budweiser or Coors, any of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I have local craft and then um, – some national sellers, but I, I, I don't carry any of that. And again, mm -hmm. I don't have vendors come in, so I don't have them compete or ask for space and whatnot. They just drop off the product and leave pretty much. So gotcha. Okay. Um, I haven't had to deal with that, thankfully. That's good. Because it doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. There are a couple of times where I've had to do resets with vendors. And this is way back in the day when I was first starting out, but there was a few of them that came in and they were like, hey, look, little lady, and basically talked to me like I didn't know anything about beer. But in the past few years, Look, I haven't lady. encountered that. But I think also I've been around longer, so they know. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, if we are ever able to meet in real life, the first thing I'm going to say, "Look, little lady." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's real sexy." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now she more than holds her own. They know not to do that, or she calls them out. Well, of quick. course, yes, they should call her. Oh my goodness, that just pisses me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. huh? Sorry, I have a little bleeding feminist heart. That just pisses me off so bad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think? Uh, how do you think her husband felt at home when he heard that story? <laughs> he was like, "What? Who's this guy?" No, but, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, I'm really glad to hear that because I mean, when I was in California, um, I remember my buddy was opening up a brewery, and he got it off and running, and he was doing all right. And then there was a lot of pressure to get a distributorship. And mm -hmm. when I worked at the at the um, at the what's it called at, at the pouring beer at Wade's, there was a lot there. Were, we had a lot of reps come in and we had a lot of um, there were there were some reps and there were some distributors that were like cool. And we were like, all right, we love working with these people. And, you know, I could hear my bosses like going, oh, yeah, so and so from this place. And then there were some uh, now I, I I generally am not like this. But there was this one distributor. I can't even remember who it is now. Um, but I would drive by them to go to my buddy's brewery. And I would just openly just give it the finger as I was driving by on the highway. And I remember I was with my with my wife and one of my, my buddies out there. He was on the podcast, Jay. And we were driving. My wife was driving. And um, as we're driving by it, I was like, oh, there's such such distributor. And Jay and I just instantly just flicked off this distributor. And I mean, they're a mile, they're a mile off the highway. So all we see is the building. And Kelly's like, babe, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just a distributor. And, and Jay and I had a good laugh at it. Um, but there's, there's this passion that comes along with it because um, it's such a, uh, you know, yes, beer is a product. But when you sell that product and your, your um, income is tied to that product and your livelihood becomes tied to that product, 
um, it, mm-hmm. it almost becomes emotional because you're like, look, I, yeah. I don't want to be forced to sell something I do not believe in, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like seltzers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Seltzers that are taking over the beer wall. Oh, man. Seltzers, seltzers. Seltzers. There's more than. Do you know what? I was at Fort Brewing and they had two really good seltzers. They made two good seltzers. I'm just going to (laughs) say. I I, 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 I don't think seltzers are going to take over the world, Um, but I've, I've been known to have one or two. I understand it. I get it. I get why they're popular. Like I, I it, yeah. it's like why was Zima popular way back when? I hope it goes the way of Zima. Yeah. And if you are old enough to remember Zima, okay, just just go to your grandpa. Uh, yeah. If you don't know, don't remember. Just go, yeah. grandpa. What was Zima? All right. Yeah. yeah right. And Zima Gold. Oh. oh. Zima made their comeback not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I when I when I taste things like that, I just look at Kelly and I'm like, babe, you know what this tastes like? Like, like morning after regret. That's what this tastes yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Determination. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, now I would, I, I've got to ask this because I don't, I, I don't know too many people that work in grocery stores, but how is working in, in the grocery line been during this whole COVID thing? You know, I, I was, this was one of the, one of my questions I had there, like, um, you guys are serious, like frontline people. Like this is, I know that you are working mainly in, in the beer, wine, alcohol side, but you're still at a grocery store every day. Like that is, that is serious. Like that is a serious business right now. Yeah. Being in the beer and wine side, but during this time, it's really been doing everything mm-hmm. because you're down people and there's more people than shopping. So sometimes you're working the door. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're bagging groceries. You're doing whatever. I think, um, the scariest time for me was in the beginning, you know, we have five children at home and I was bagging someone's groceries and they told me, they asked if they could get help outside and there wasn't anybody else to help. So I said, yeah, sure. I'll help you outside. And I went outside and we were outside. He said, I just bought all these groceries for my son. He just came back from Italy and I think he has coronavirus. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like you were just in the store. So I ran back inside and you know, told them to shut everything down and sanitize it real well. But I was just like the thought of coming home and bringing that home to our children, you know, it's hard. People screaming at you about wearing a mask, people screaming at you about other people not wearing their masks, people not Mm -hmm. wanting to wear their mask while they're working with you, you know, I'm just trying to uphold a policy and and come to work. So it's been times where it's real tiring and it's Mm -hmm. nice to come home and have a beer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. yeah, I can um, I can understand that. As far as me, um, where I'm at, um, you know, I, I may bring in the beer and write the order itself, but where I'm at, uh, we're required to do everything. So I'll work a register, mm-hmm. I'll work a um, an area of the store that's not mine. Mm. You know, I I I'll have to work grocery things and and uh, you know uh, produce things, um, and uh, it's just what we do. Where we you know all of our employees are supposed to be universal and be able to just kind of move like hogs and work gotcha. whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's been difficult going back and forth with, uh, you know, what's been required, but the whole time myself, because again, with the children and mm-hmm. my wife and I myself, uh, you know, have a, a compromised immune system with, um, just things I'm going through. So I always wear a mask, Gotcha. Uh, even when my store is not open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been hard because, you know, uh, I'm doing my best to protect from exposing others if anything had happened, but it's difficult and hard when I see that they don't care 
or have their mask on their chin yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> or there, I mean, there's people that straight up have yelled at me and told me I'm making them communist, you know? And yeah. I'm like, this isn't me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> me I, I just as a person, I'm not making you anything. <laughs> okay, I'm, I just want to be clear. The I know nothing about beer <laughs> podcast is pro mask. Okay, yeah. please, people, <laughs> wear a mask if you are outside. Yeah going to be anywhere near people wear a mask if you're going inside a store of any sort wear a mask from when you get out of the car to when you get back in the car like just wear a mask that's all i'm saying and wear the mask yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's i'm just i'm just letting you know where where i stand in this yeah well we appreciate it because not a lot not everyone agrees so we're like oh and but. then on the beer side of things um it's been hard because we've been very worried about breweries, breweries mm -hmm. shutting down. We've had to pivot from having bars open, having bars not open. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of out of stocks because people have been out of cans. They've gone from mm. things being in kegs to having to package everything and not being able to make cans during coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, everything out of yeast, out of flour, getting the people having flour, but not having the bags to put flour in. You know, and then you have customers coming in and not understanding. But I always buy this. Why is it not here? And it's, you know, I'm sorry. It is a pandemic. <laughs> but I always buy it. Why is it here? Because it's sold out. <laughs> Just... Yeah. That's even what we tell our kids, you know. I mean, during this time, you, you get what you get. It's a little different. You can't yeah. be that picky. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I, I literally bought a pound of active dry yeast. Um, just yeah. because we were like, that would, might as well. It was like five bucks. It was like, that's a deal. I'll take that. So we, we made right. bread this past week, uh, yesterday with my, my girls. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, man. Mm -hmm. I was just going to add, and then after those days coming home and trying to homeschool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I mean. Because yeah, for us, uh, the kids went on break, you know, for spring break and then they got extended and. Yeah, we'd, we'd have to work until one or two in the afternoon and come home. And some of them actually did their work. So we'd be exhausted and stressed out from whatever transpired and then have to calmly teach them things they're frustrated about. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's tough. It's not some a, days, I always said, just turn in exactly what you need to turn in. We don't need to worry about doing the whole list. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of days. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I've got a pre-K, four-year-old. Um, and so we're just literally working on like the letter S today. And that was, you know, t my daughter looked at me like, and I'm like, Charlotte, we got this. You got this daddy. It's hard. Yeah. I'm like, I understand it's hard. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, look, kid, we're, we're, you're, you're fine. We're, we're going to get through the letter S. And I know I can't tell her that, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So first out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, I know yeah. I, I wanted you two on the podcast because I, I had all those questions that I wanted to ask. Um, and I definitely have more, but I wanted to get onto something else. Um, you two, uh, have a podcast that's going to be coming out. Uh, you already have an Instagram for it. Um, but I would love yes. to, to promote it however you'd like. Um, I would love to, you know, you know, if there's anything that you'd like to share, if, if you're like, Hey, uh, we just want to promote the Instagram for people to follow. I know each one of you has an Instagram to follow, um, as well. So I, I just want to give this last couple of minutes to you guys and just, you know, uh, promote away the, the mic is yours. Awesome. Well, I definitely, if it's okay, I want to bring in our third member of the podcast. Sure. It was actually his idea and we signed on. 
Oh, okay. And, yeah, you want to come over here, Mr. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I work with this gentleman in my job. In our and, undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. <laughs> I may need to, because there's a lot of light there. I might, I might it's need a, to It's all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, hello, hello. Hi. Uh, who? Okay. So, I, I, what, what's your name, homie? All right. So, my name is Abel. Uh -huh. um, I work with Vince at our closed location, and I believe back in the day, I actually gave the beer order to Vincent. Uh -huh. Ah, gotcha. Um, and so that's kind of how we connected was actually through craft beer. Okay. Um, you know, I know we were both from the same area of California as well. You know, we had that going for us, but I think beer was the, the real bringing us together, <laughs> the, the bond. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but uh, yes, we do. We do have a podcast going on. Um, you know, one day I was sipping on craft beer and I was like, well, you know, a lot of people don't know what's going on in the craft beer world. So what can we do to get the name out mm -hmm. to keep, you know, all, all of these breweries, you know, from going under? And, you know, right now it's a strange time. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know how long this is going on. But, you know, we want to do what we can do to help, uh, especially with a lot of these breweries that have, you know, great beer. And, um, you know, we're always trying, trying new stuff. So we want to get that going. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I know you guys have a, are you ready to share the name yet and the Instagram yet, or do you want to hold off on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the podcast is going to be what's happening. Um, you know, a little play on words there. Uh -huh. uh, what's happening. Um, but we're going to do a focus on DFW at first, but then we want to do Texas as a whole. Gotcha. Um, I know we're still new to the craft beer game, but we are coming in strong against the East Coast, West Coast. So gotcha. uh, we want to let people know that there's there's things other than uh, like Coors out there. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool, cool. So the podcast is we called What's What's Happening. That's just What's Happening, right? Yes. And awesome. Then our Instagram. Our Instagram is What's Happening Texas. Yeah, the Instagram is uh, what's underscore happening underscore Texas. Gotcha. Okay, that's great. Okay, good, 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 good. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Awesome. We we should hope to have our first episode three weeks max. That's oh. our plan. Okay. Yeah, as um as we had discussed um a week or so ago with our conversation, uh, we found some equipment and uh, purchased it this morning. Awesome. And. Uh, it'll be sending out we took your recommendations really appreciated your input yeah. and uh i feel we got a really good deal and uh yeah we should be uh recording soon we're gathering uh as we spoke with you uh you know uh having a couple episodes uh you know loaded up in the shoot ready to go and uh we really appreciate the wisdom you imparted on us and um i really appreciated you know all that you have to offer and continue to offer again with the, the last podcast with uh with russ and oh, thanks, uh, you know, man. we really appreciate you sharing um, and especially, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, you were more than willing to share your experience and not like, whoa, 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 there's enough podcasts. You were just very, very opening and inviting. And uh, we hope to be the same if someone reaches out to us. Gotcha. That's awesome to hear. Oh, I'm glad it could be, be helpful in all that. Um, so um, are there any Instagrams that you or any ways that you would like people to, to contact you or to follow you, um, either or all three of you? 
Um, I know myself, I'm, I'm just Jedi underscore beer drinker. That's, that's just what I am. And, and I just, you know, I, I don't need any praise or any props or anything. I just really love sharing and tagging in the breweries and giving them, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the showcasing mm-hmm. and attention they need, because, uh, again, this is a difficult time, yeah. you know, and, and we saw on the news today, uh, you know, one out of three brewers, two out of three brewers that are breweries rather, um, they're struggling. They need yeah. help. So yeah. we want to make sure we support them and go from there. And then uh, Jane is. Um, I'm at beer underscore me, Texas. And yeah. same thing. We usually tag each other in on everything. So you can mm-hmm. kind of see what we're doing. And then yeah. Abel, Abel is at. Uh, okay. Uh, so my Instagram is fit underscore bro underscore wit underscore a underscore brew. Um, I'm not on there that much um i accept followers um i look at other breweries and craft beer um it's mostly about my dog and what i'm drinking um <laughs> i've actually been on uh the what's happening instagram a lot more than my own personal one so um either either way you can shoot me a dm on either one and uh we'll get back to you tell the, the and the uh what's happening is what underscore happening underscore texas that's the uh the one the podcast on uh instagram that we're using gotcha okay okay so at what um underscore happening texas all right well guys thank you so much for coming on this podcast i really appreciate each and every one of you taking the time i know that you two get up early um people in grocery stores generally (laughs) work really early get that that do the shift that you've told me about work really early in the morning. So I really appreciate you taking the time, uh, especially that you got to get to work tomorrow. Abel, thank you for jumping in at the back end of this. Um, I I think that Skype, uh, somehow Skype just really hated you. I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not know why that is, but it, it just hated you. And I'm sorry about that. And I'm apologizing, even though it's not my fault. I'm still going to just say you're on my podcast. So I feel a bit of guilt for this. So I'm sorry oh, about no that. Worries. No worries. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have a good time. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. Al. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Enjoy. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.